Well, hello everybody, and welcome back to Helicare, the Shield podcast. This is your podcast for weekly reviews of Marvel's Age of Shield, the hit show on ABC, and other Marvel entertainment coverage as well. I'm your host Andrew Backus, always, and with me are Dan Schmidt and Nikki. Our two hello. Hosts. Hello. Hello. How are you? How are you both doing? I'm good. Still reeling from last night, but I'm good. Me too. Awesome! Yeah, it was, a, it was a big episode, and yes. um, yeah, we have no shield news this week. Uh, but I can I will point out here, and I'm going to point out on, on, later on in the episode that all images and description has been released for the up for the last two episodes of Shield uh, yeah. this season. Uh, we you can head over to Shieldside.net, who has all the descriptions up and the images, and um, it's looking. Have good. they wrapped yet on this season? Oh, yeah. weeks ago. Yeah, that's what I thought. And um, yeah, so we, you know, we're we're getting closer to the, to the end. But yes. uh, but we, but before we get to these two last episodes in the next two weeks, we have to talk about this week's episode, mm-hmm. episode, episode twenty. Nothing personal. It seemed very personal to me, but <laughs> okay. Well, then why then kick us off? Well, it's for some reason Talbot, you know, doesn't trust anybody, and how he went after Colson, just. It felt personal on Maria Hill. It was personal for her because she still cares. So I think there, there was right. the personal level was good, went both ways. It's like, well, this, yeah, Talbot was only doing his job, but he also didn't really give them a break, even yeah. when he found out the truth. So, but it's Maria, got I think, yeah, and you know, I and I liked the mustache better. I'll say that. That this looked. Okay. <laughs> we need to talk about the mustache. It looked more genuine this time. It did. I think it was improved upon the last time. I hope so. so. I hope they were listening and said, "We're going to go back in time because well, we've already shot these episodes." episodes <laughs> might have been catching him in between filming something else. Yeah. Because that was just on a video screen. And then yeah, when they actually true. got on the show, maybe they he hadn't fully grown it out problem. yet. Yeah. Now. Can we? I need to ask you guys this. Do you think he's? Do you think he survived, or do you think that was a uh, a real gun that he used uh, instead of a night gun? No, it was night night because you could see the glow yeah. from when he fired it. Okay, from good. When Coulson fired it. Because I kind of wanted to ha- be around for for next season because he's. I think he's a cool character, actually. Yeah, I would like to see him come back, and Coulson would never kill anybody. Right. They're they, okay. they're on the same side. Yeah, I was more worried about Maria killing him. <laughs> Well, Maria could Maria could do that with probably little conscience, but well, Maria, this was the beginning of us seeing the Maria we know from the comic books. Yes, the, the hard ass. A little bit. Right. I mean, yeah. she's we get not one of my favorite characters from the comics. I've always kind of felt like she was out for Fury's job, and that she knew that she felt she knew better than right. the people above her, and that she was above it all. Like she was superior, and that's. That's the feeling you get in the comics, and kind of what they did on the animated Earth's Mightiest Heroes was it kind of made her like this power-hungry um, itch. Yeah, yeah itch. I, but yeah. she's not evil. Yeah, that's she's a, not. Yeah. She's she just has power. She has control issues. Yeah, uh, but I love I love Kobe playing her because I think she yeah. brings a little more humanity to her. Yeah, I thought that I was know, great so. casting. And I think she has a personality to pull off that duality of being power hungry, but still a good guy in the process. Yeah, I agree with you totally. I I do think there was some scenes deleted from from uh, from her episode. I think that there was supposed to be at least two more scenes because there was a photo where she actually hugged Colson. And I mm-hmm. yesterday last night went by so fast. But did did she actually do it in the episode? I don't remember that. But that could have been an offset kind of thing. No, 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 no. This was part of the official uh, press images. Oh, really? So. Yeah, it was. I have that picture too. Okay. There's a, two shots of it. There's one from, beh- from behind Coulson where you just see the back of his head, and then there's one that's a wide shot. Um, they might have cut it for time, 
you know, even or shaving off one the... or two seconds. But they were fu- they were they were arguing, so maybe that's why they didn't end up using that scene because it would kind of right. contradict what they were previously doing. Like that, I remember they did this with Smallville one time. Remember this in episode nine is in, in season nine with Idol, where there was supposed to be the v for the Vendetta moment with the Wonder Twins. Right. They cut it out because they felt that well, Lois has already accomplished what we were what we wanted to do here, so. It would be redundant. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. So, I mean, and it's not really in her character to be touchy-feely huggy. Right. Um, So, I think they made a good choice um, by cutting that, even if it was just a second or two. Because she already, it wasn't like she was like, oh my God, you're alive. Because she knew. And he, she knew that he knew that Fury was alive. And he knew that she was alive. So it was like, what would be this grand gesture? And we never saw like elements of that kind of relationship where they felt comfortable with that kind of emotion before. Like we didn't see it in the Avengers. We didn't see it in the season premiere where they had that close relationship where hugging was acceptable. Well, we know that they care about each other. Right. Because they work together and they're both, you know, allies under fury. And so they're connected. Right. But I just don't know if they're the touchy feely kind. I don't. Well, right. I think Coulson is more emotional, but I think I don't think that Maria Hill is a hugger. Right. So. I think she would probably hug Captain America if she got to, the chance to. No, she would hug Thor. No, I think because she's been close to his arms, as she said in the first episode. That's true. Well, and- as we saw in the comic show, sleep with Tony Stark. So <laughs> now let's talk about that because Marie Hill gives it a lot of Easter eggs, and I'm gonna use um, comicbook.com again because that's a they they do a great job in putting up all these Easter eggs, and they're you know right. we get the mention of um, Pepper, and uh, you know she she's using her she's talk, saying. Um, you know she's you know, she's, she's getting exposition. Yeah, uh, but then the most interesting thing that happened that she said was Man Thing. Mm-hmm. Now, do do any of you two know who what the Man Thing is? Yes. Yeah. Well, well, go ahead and explain to us then, Nikki, because I'm not good at it, at a character. Um, Man Thing is Man Thing is kind of like the equivalent, the Marvel equivalent of the Swamp Thing. Right. Um, but he's n- kind of neither good nor bad. The way they're p- portraying him is that when that conversation was that he was in the fridge, right? which is possible because he is very imposing and scary and he's pretty much all vegetation at this right. point. Um, but I found it, I mean, I meant I, there was something I noticed and mentioned on Twitter and then. People are like, why? Who's Man Thing? And I'm like, seriously, people? Know your history. Oh, um, oh wow. <laughs> for a while. I didn't say that. I didn't say that. I actually posted links to information about him. Well, that's good. Um, when did but, Man Thing appear? He's not been around uh, for He hasn't been used very much. He was, I think he's from yeah. the 60s, the late 60s. That's what I um, know him from. Yeah. And the thing is, is that with Man Thing, is he's he doesn't in the comics he doesn't like like conflict he doesn't right. like anger or violence um but he's a very imposing character so if he was put into the fridge it would be because they didn't know what to do with him and i hope that that gets revealed because he's really not a bad guy he's not a villain he's kind of like the hulk in that he's very misunderstood Whereas the hulk can alone. right exactly the Hulk is all sometimes an Avenger, and sometimes the Avengers are fighting the Hulk. Right. Man Thing was not really a member of any team, but he was encountered, and I think he even had his own title for a while. Yeah, but what uh, does the, this mean for the? What does this mean? What does this mean for the future of the character in the Marvel Spider-Man universe? Do you think that this was just like something small, or, did, or do you think that they're actually planning on? using him for something because there there were rumors that he was there were he was being considered for his own film okay his own movie jeez yeah man thing movie which would make sense that they were bringing him up on shield if they want to establish and make people curious who don't know about the character i mean most of my knowledge of the characters 
what I've learned from other people and the few episodes, the few issues I've read well, with him in it. Cost some money to use. Yeah. So that makes sense. They could, well, he he is. Oh, but you know he is also known as Doctor Theodore Ted Salas, so you know they could. Mm-hmm. So maybe they could start him out as the, you know the human part, and then maybe get into something else. Well, it sounds right. like he's already been established out there. Yeah, that's also, unless they're going to go back and do an origin story, which yeah, no, but I, but I guess that because they said um, she said and what, what what who or what is a man thing? I guess okay, that's true, and then there are he's already been established. Right. I, yeah, she was right. like referring to a question that one of the senators asked her. She was like, she was kind of going, telling Pepper all the questions that she was getting. Who or what is a man thing? Why was he in the fridge? And um, So, but if they do an origin for him, that would be pretty cool. I just don't think he has enough of a fan base. Yeah, it would, it would be a very um, odd It'd thing be- to bring into S.H.I.E.L.D., especially because they've really established that it's, not really that much about the supernatural yet, as far as we know. I, I do hope they. I I do hope that Marvel will start doing that. But Kevin Feige said that the door to the supernatural aspect of the Marvel world is going to be through Doctor Strange. So does mm-hmm. that does that mean that we have to wait till that movie has come out? Well, well, it's also you know Scarlet Witch. But well, she's yeah. a different case, I think, because Doctor Strange. Okay. I was going to say, doesn't the Man Thing show up in? Avengers. The movie? No, in the comics. Yes, he does. Yeah. Okay, but what's, so what's mean, the point? That if you introduce if you introduce him in an Avengers film, you have better chance of having a successful right. spinoff film. I think if they're going to do that, if they're going to bring Man Thing and give him his own, um, yeah. his own run, I think it would be probably best if it was one of the Netflix miniseries. Miniseries. Um, but just because he's not well, that well known, and I think you could build an audience. And I think it's Scarlet Witch that interacts with him. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think that's how they—that's how he can communicate with them—is through Scarlet right. Witch, if I remember correctly. Oh, um, so so this so Scarlet Witch is the Han Solo to the Chewbacca that is <laughs> sort of. No. And speaking of, <laughs> and speaking of Star Wars, yay! Episode seven cast finally announced. I am. Ex- I am. Beyond, I'm a little disappointed in no in that there's not more women. Yeah, I, a lot a lot of people have commented on that, but yeah. they, but Hollywood Report did report that um, there is one more major female lead to be cast. Yeah, and ooh. I know, and I, I know, ooh, one more female character. No, but I'm like, hey, that's better than the original trilogy. <laughs> yeah, I I completely agree with that, and I wanted the main character to be female in the new trilogy. To be honest. Well, that, well, the um, the Daisy, well, Daisy, yeah. whoever that, Daisy that was a re- that was a re- news. Like, I, it te- like he didn't even know about the Justice League movie announcement well, no, no, came no, a few saying, days ago I, until Monday when I told him. Why was that C two E two? Yeah, you didn't even buy me anything, oh. so <laughs> you don't know. I, <laughs> I saw Stan Lee on an elevator, and the door closed. He did. Stand yeah, man. he's gonna be at the Phoenix Comic Con when I'm there, so I'm excited. So, yeah. but yeah, th- th- those those are the easy that we got. I, let me go through the list again. We they they also mentioned that uh, we heard um, about. I also think that they're setting up Stark for uh, Tony Stark for having a voice in the government with the way he yeah. was keeping ups. That would make a lot of sense. Uh, actually, privatizing global security and yeah, those references. We. We also get the reference of uh, a lot of callbacks to the pilot, as comicbook.com yes. points out. We, the, the diner that Sky and Mike were hanging out with is now where Sky and Ward went to. Rising Tide, I think there was even a reference to that. And um, and also uh, uh, Maria t- t- uh, referenced, referenced the fact that she, you know, she evaluated Ward and so on. And, right. um, but moving on... Um, is this the big? Is this the beginning of the Dark Fitz the Dark Fitz saga? I was going to ask that. <laughs> I am Dark so Fitz. worried about this character now. Oh yeah, I, I felt I think sorry for him in the episode. I did too because he was just so just in denial about Ward, even in the face of all the evidence. And Gemma was clearly upset. 
Um, Colson was clearly just as pissed off as you can get. And, but he, he simmers, you know, just in his eyes and in the tightness of his jaw. But Ward was like, or not Ward, Fitz was just like, I thought he was just going to trash that whole room. Yeah. Because I think, I think you're right. I think it's going to be a darker time for him because everything he now, he knows pretty much and everything he's experienced for the last few months has just been a lie. Well, and his friendship with Ward, well, what we thought mm-hmm. was a friendship, was one of the stronger parts of the first 10 episodes. Right. That they was the really were connected with. And I think it gave Fitz kind of something to like aspire to. I think it made Fitz stronger because Ward believed in him and he took him on that, that mission, you know, the, the sandwich episode. Um, and I thought he was just devastated. And I, I think he's going to start questioning everything he knows. The only thing he's not going to question is Simmons about her right. loyalties. But even though they did have that, yeah, exactly. I, yeah, I'm like, like what, is, what is she talking about? That's what he exactly. That's what he did in the episode afterwards. Like, are you Hydra? No, I, I think it was just he wasn't serious about it. It was kind of they were sitting with their feet in the pool. I think he was just like, oh my god, I just realized that somebody I I thought was a friend has been lying to me for ten months. So you're yeah. not Hydra, are you? Kind of thing, and Gemma, I think, took it a little more seriously, but I think she understands how he's feeling. I love the look uh, that she gave to him, yeah, like fits. Yeah. That was I there was so Hydra. much. There's so much in that look. She's very, she, she's very expressive with her eyes, and um, I just there's a lot to read there. But I think what? he's, you know, he's dealing with his emotions over her. He's dealing with Ward. He's dealing with. Hydra, he's and everything he knows being a lie, and Sky being kidnapped, and now they're all kind of living in a motel. Well, and I think you know, Triplet could be that friend that Fitz envisioned Ward to be as I, well. I love that. I hadn't thought about that. I love that. I think if he ever got past that the issue, whatever imaginary issue he has with triplet and took the yeah. stick out from where it is. I'm not going to yeah. say the word. Um, that I think he, he, yes, you can say ass. Okay. Cause it's, I said it, something it, the other day and I was like, and you were like, no, no, you, you uh, said, you said itch. Um, I said it. Okay. Yeah. We, yeah. ass is a body part. It's not yeah. a curse okay. word in my, in my opinion. Right. Quite okay, donkey. Now I know. Now I know. <laughs> Say the word, Nikki. So, so once Fitz takes that gigantic pole out of his ass, good. I think yeah. that he will he will form a, a kind of a bond with with Triplet because, in a lot of ways, Triplet is going through the same thing that he good. is. Well, and Triplet was just fun in this episode. I love the Especially chips. At the end. Yes. He's always awesome. I guess, he's, yeah. what did he say on Twitter? He's like, people keep offering to send him chips or something. Well, and if you notice, there's that one shot in the background where he goes over to Fitz and Simmons, kind of like shares yeah. the chips with them. Yeah, he's, he's, yeah. He's, a, he's, he's a nice boy. He's a very nice boy. Right, and I, and I think he wants to bring these people together. Yeah. Right, cool. he want, and he wants to be a part of this team. And I think but then Joss Whedon really, comes in and just decides, nope, he's evil. No, Joss. No, well, no, I don't think. No, if Joss does anything, he'll kill him. He'll wait till he is a beloved fan favorite. Yeah, no, they they should keep him and make him a series regular. And um, especially if Brett Dalton's leaving, that changes personality entirely. Yeah. Whoops, that was Angel. (laughs) Whoops, that's what Joss. We sure you can talk about it. (laughs) Now moving on. (laughs) Sky versus Ward. Yeah, people have been. Yeah, I I want to go back and ask why were you complaining about Sky, fans? Hmm. <laughs> this character is badass. Wait, oh, wait, yeah, wait, no. wait, 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 wait a minute. Wait a minute. Yeah. Hey, hey, Agent Shield, oh. fans. Look, look at oh. this. Hey, get back over here. Sky is badass. You were wrong. We were right. Okay. <clears throat> we need to get him a kitten. Yeah, a puppy. I want like I want a puppy. No, a... monkey. I've got one here. A monkey. <laughs> Richard ain't getting a monkey. I'm getting one. 
if we gave him a puppy, he'd be like the Joker. He wouldn't know what to do with that. Oh my God! Did you just compare me to one of the most psychological uh, struggle struggling characters in in comic history? Yes. Okay, you're fired. Anyway, so um, <laughs> Sky was just so awesome in this whole episode, and the fact we learned that she actually set out some hints for the teammates to find out yeah. that uh, that Ward was with Hydra. That was freaky though with the the window thing. Yeah. That, that, like, but, and it kind of makes sense that she Hydra. It was like Voldemort carved that or something. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was. Yeah, it was like the wall of the chamber of Se- do not open yes. the chamber. Or the chamber of secrets is now open. Um, I thought that was, a, was so smart. I mean, she's she's street smart. Our sky, she she's you know. I'm trying to think of the right word for it, but she you know she's got guts. She's got you know. Hootsuka. Yes, yeah, funk. Thank you. That was the word. Yeah. Um, I just, I just was so just in pain for Simmons having to be the one to find Koenig. Yeah. I was just like, not, I think on Twitter, I was like, oh God, don't let it be her because she's seen a lot of stuff and she's tougher than she was at the beginning, but she, she's the sweet one. She's the Hermione. She's, um, she didn't deserve to have that in her mind. But at the same time, think about it. In the world of S.H.I.E.L.D., that's what you have to come grips with. Oh, I know. I know. It's just my personal yeah. affection. For that and I know. And I, look, I, I felt sorry for her, too. But the thing that I've noticed is that you know a lot of people have commented on from since the beginning that one of the problems they have with S.H.I.E.L.D. is the fact that they're, they're, that they went with young agents. I think that by letting these agents go through with these darker scenarios with you know finding a dead body like Cohen in the place that he wasn't so it's going to make them stronger agents and it's going to feel make them feel more adult rather than you know young agents or just teenagers right it's no i agree with you it's character development and i agreed it had to happen that way but it just kind of broke my heart for the character it's like her her innocent her innocence has officially been lost and i think well, you ahead. have to you have to put them in the deepest darkest situation and see how they come out of it and pull through it. That's when you that's how you define character. And well, I that's think where go ahead. We inverse that's where we inverse writers come yeah. come through. I think. Oh, that's, I totally that's where they're agree. the best. Because in that I totally agree. Yeah, I think that it's. I think it's smart. I mean, that's how you develop. That's drama. Right. That's the Socratic formula for drama and as they reach a peak then they fall and it's how they come back that shows you who they are i want to talk about the scene in the diner where she is you know she's starting to tell ward in a crypt in through cryptic messages that she knows what's going on she's starting to confront him like and it's it's Mm -hmm. you know on tv we don't get a lot of quiet confrontations but this one was actually the the thing and i like that she just kept going, you know, going like I I wanted her to, you know, you know, stall, you know, you know, drag it out as long as he, she could, because it just showed us that Chloe Bennett is so talented. Like this was like, I think it's one of her best, one of her best scenes in the top yeah. five for this season. Oh, yeah. I think it was that I think you're right about it being that quiet confrontation and just letting it happen kind of organically. And she's kind of leading him, leading him through it. And try, and she's really sussing him out. She's really trying to figure out what's going on with him before she lowers the boom. And we could also see and, the struggle that was going on within her to yeah. hold it in. Oh yeah, she back. wanted she wanted to just pull out a gun and shoot him. Yeah, she has lost all any kind of feeling, friendship, coworker, yeah. otherwise. Reward. She just wants him. She wants him gone. She wants him in jail or dead, and she wants to save her her team. And I think we were feeling that frustration as well. Yeah, it passed out of the audience. Yeah, I told. I think she, in a lot of ways she is kind of represents the audience. Yeah, and I think as to the people who were dismissive of her at, towards the beginning of this series, I think it was because she hadn't been. She hadn't shown us who right. she was yet. And that takes development, and those people who who question that 
or who were like, oh, I don't like Sky after the first episode. Well, you have you can't tell everything about a character from the first time you see them. There's depth to her, and you have to wait until it is, you know, somebody reaches in and pulls out pulls out what's deep. And so I think I, over the episode, she has shown that she is a character to be reckoned with. Well, I have a friend who's kind of got a rule test with TV shows where he always watches the first season and then mm-hmm. makes the decision on continuing watching it because he understands that a lot of the first season is spent working the kinks out. Exactly. And so for those of you that didn't give us a chance, I think um, you need to. You need to give yeah. it a first season before I, you go through with it. I especially totally something agree. that has proved success after success like real studios. Come I mean, in, you really got to give them the benefit of the doubt. Because people weren't oh, yeah. patient. And if you yeah, were, they wanted it, it to. They wanted it to be what it is now from episode one. Yeah. They wanted it to be the Avengers, you know, at, from the very beginning. And you have to. You're absolutely right. You can't go into a television show expecting it to be perfect from the first episode. You have to develop it. And it has to foment and it has to, you know, gain, get its traction. I mean, yes, it had a built-in audience, but you have, I mean, the people who gave up on it after the first two or three episodes, you know, they don't know what they're missing. Yeah, I told, I said on Twitter, you know, dear viewers who left Adel Shield uh, a few episodes ago, you have no effing idea what you're missing out. Yeah. I I have friends who are waiting till it's over to, so they can binge watch it and then they will make their decision. Like you said, Dan, it's like you, you do the first season and then you decide. And my best friend, uh, he was like, he thought I, after the first three episodes, he thought it was getting better, but then he doesn't have television. So he watches everything online. So just recently he started watching all of the other episodes and he's just like posting on Facebook, Melinda May, that is all. You know stuff like that. Well, I'm and, glad she was able. To, I'm glad that your friend was able to use you know these you know these sites such as you know Hulu or ABC to, and or iTunes to see it online. Um, yeah, I think he did. I, I think he did iTunes. I, I did. Okay, um, that's good. That's that works good. Um, and you know, that's so, that's the beauty. Of, you know, that's the sad thing about television today is that even though you're watching it for Hulu or iTunes the next day or whatever, it still doesn't get into ratings. It kind of makes me pissed off. Uh, well, I think now most studios do look at iTunes downloads and they do look at the yeah. Hulu subscriptions. I think they get that information. I think they get weekly reports um, because that's how Nielsen kind of works. And I think that the idea of Niel- the Nielsen ratings, you know, it worked when it was only television that we were able to watch this stuff right. on. But now that we have so many other avenues that we can watch television on i think nielsen is just totally outdated and either needs to be revamped or needs to be eliminated and just go for a completely new system that takes into account everything and it takes into account dvd sales because some people do wait till it's over so they could binge watch it well they're even considering using like twitter hashtags and stuff yeah to rate popularity i totally would agree with that but I have one last thing to say about Sky before we move over to Ward. Um, right. I don't say this about a lot of female characters on TV because it's it's very hard to come up to that level because she was so special when she you know when she was on t- TV for seven years and so on. But there was a moment when Sky was having her speech or her mm-hmm. confrontation with Ward where I actually felt uh, I felt it was Buffy esque. And that's a look. Not every actress can pull yeah. that off because coming right. up to the level of Sarah Michelle Gellar, like that is challenging, right? And a character that's so iconic as yeah. Buffy. I definitely think there was a bit of there was a Buffy esque quality to her attitude, and I think there was also a faith kind of. Yeah. There's a little bit of faith in there. You know, it's hilarious that that, uh, that the first time I saw Chloe Bennett's face when she was cast, I was looking at her and like, oh my god, she looks like she could be Elijah Bushka's sister. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, I, and that's that's what I felt about Sky. I think it was 
she had some Buffy quality in that moment, and uh, I'm not saying you know I'm not saying that 99 out of the 99 percent of the other episodes she is not. I, I think all the female characters has proven themselves right. to be strong female characters written by these writers, but that moment when she was confronting Ward in the way she did, that felt very Buffy. As can like that's the, I don't say that about a lot of female characters on TV or in movies. Well, it, it was that Joss Whedon model of strong yeah. female character. That has you know, redefined the way we've looked at that type of character. Exactly. That's a really good point. Because, I mean, he is the king of the strong female character. Right. And that's a great... In, in comics and on TV and in films. And I think people are finally starting to get that. I mean, after, after Dollhouse and where it was pretty much an all-female cast. <laughs> except for a few guys thrown in there. Um, and that... And that was inspired by his mom. Yeah. Um, a lot of that type of character, which is very cool. Because yes. she was a single parent. She And she had all those kids. You know, she had yep. Joss and Jed, and I think there's Zach. And so. But moving over yeah. to Ward now. Ugh, can we roll? Can we run him over? Wow. Well, <laughs> okay. Bitter party of one. I, okay. Well, okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Take a breath. Here's the thing. I, I, re, I And this is going to contradict a lot of things I have said on the podcast before, but damn, I really like Ward as a villain instead of an agent. Yeah. I, I think he's stronger as a villain. I'm, and look, here's the thing. I, I think he's good as a, as a good guy. Uh, he's strong as a good guy, but being a but villain... But he's never been a good guy. Okay, well, okay, let's, okay. He's a bad guy from the beginning. Why okay, but from everything that we guy. saw, from everything we saw, either. in the first 16 episodes, uh, he was from, really stiff and... Not really stiff, but like, he, he played his part. He played a specialist who was mm-hmm. on the good side, but he wasn't really a social person. Right. Great. This he works was... so much. But I still believe that his feelings for Sky are genuine. I'm oh, sure yeah, they are. I, I have no doubt about that. I just think for some reason he's kind of gone in some respects, not in every manner of his character. He goes a little squishy now with Sky. He he looks at her with like it like with these gentle, tender eyes. And we never saw that before. And maybe that's because he couldn't show that, because he couldn't let anybody know that he had feelings for her. Um but he's a lot softer with her <clears throat> now. Um, and to me, that would have, if I were Sky, that would have been my first clue that something was wrong, that something was off. Yeah. It's like, why all of a sudden have you gone from, you know, yelling at me and, you know, yes, you're training me, but you're also really tough and you're kind of a hard ass to now all of a sudden it's like, Oh, Sky, I came back for you. And I was like, that would have been my first clue. But then again, I also knew at the time that he was Hydra. So, but I think Brett well, I think is Sky wants a, to be the best, as a, the best that's in true. everybody. That's true. And I think, you know, Fitz did the same thing. I think they all did because they all right. thought they were safe. But I do well, think that it's more fun for actors to play villains so I think Brett Ward is just having a blast. Yeah. Um, because, um, I mean, it's just, you, you can do so much more as a villain than you can as the good guy. And most actors say that it's more fun to play the baddie than it is to play the hero. But, but Ward really captured that feeling of a Marvel villain being an outsider, mm-hmm. looking in and wanting to conduct. And then just being exactly. told they're never going to be able to. And he exactly. had that moment with Sky in this episode. Yeah. I think he is opening up to her, but he's also holding so much in and so much back from right. her. But when she finally like tells him, yeah, I called the police. And then he kind of looks at her like, oh, B, you are, you know, no, you didn't. But he's not going to hurt yeah. her. I never believed for one minute he was going to hurt her. Yeah. Although he I looked thought, very violent at several times, I got there were times when he looked really violent, violent, and I'm like, oh, yeah. could, it, "This is about to get nasty." But then, 
Deathlock uh, on, mm-hmm. uh, on the bus came in to sort of save Sky and decided to torture Ward. And uh, well, he did that under orders. Yeah. So Deathlock, I think, is conflicted because Sky is someone that he cares for and values, and you know, she, you know, bring she brought up Ace. Um, but you know, he really doesn't have control. Over well, Mike what seems he does. like he's he has no way out. No, because he's just, of the Hydra thing. I mean, just look at his eyes when he's like, I can't. You know, and he's she's like, you can do this. I know. It was kind of like I know, you know, uh, Padme talking to Anakin. I know they're still. Wow, you just made a reference to episode three on our our, our Shield podcast. This is unbelievable. I can reference. I can make anything into a Star Wars reference, pretty much. Yeah, but you do not reference an Anakin that was played by that a hole. But he was so pretty. Oh, she can make it. She can make a Star Wars reference. It's good. Thank you. Mm. Just but don't it was go like more than that. Yeah. I, I Be glad that you have the executive producer on your side, Nikki. So in that one sci-fi movie, when the female character was telling the male character. That yeah. she could feel that there was good in him still, even though he was going to the bad side. Um, I kind of felt that she was trying to get through to Mike in a similar fashion, like bringing out yeah. the kid. And but much like the bad guy in that sci-fi film, it was he's too far gone. He yeah. has no choices. It's either do what I have to do, and do what I'm told. Or I die and my kid dies. And he will always put Ace in his safety in front of anything, including Sky. So. Now, I'm hoping Captain that... Mike's story has a happy ending. I do, too. Yeah. Thanks, Dan, for, for taking that from, uh, from oh. me, which I was about to say. Moving on. Um, the last thing before we wrap, it, wrap up this episode discussion... The real man, the real person, the, the the man responsible for Tahiti. Now, mm-hmm. this was probably the most effed up, oh my effing god moment ever, because we learned yeah. that Colson ha- what sort of in a way was responsible for it. Yeah, we know that he's the agent who Fury put in charge of overseeing it, and yes, I I cried. I wept. <laughs> I sobbed. I mean, I couldn't speak because it was so painful to think of what he went through again. Yeah. And that he knew and that now he has no memory of even being a part of the project. Just how much have they taken from him? And now I mean, I could He's see that be going through. His- theory. Yeah, he's gonna be. But here's another question. Go looking for him. I have two questions about this. One, where does this line up in the film timeline? Where does this put in in, put it in the film in the movies timeline? The Avengers, uh, and also, who was it then that then that ordered Fury to put him through the Tahiti Project? I think Tahiti Project was Fury's idea. I think it was his baby. Oh, Oh yeah, yeah, we know that. But the, here's um, after they found Captain America. But here's the question. Yeah. Here's the bigger question. Okay, once Colson g- said that he was done with it, um, and he died, who? Because we know that Fury was not the one who decided to put him through the Tahiti project. Someone else did it. Well, now, who, who could it everything be? I've heard is that it's Fury who who didn't want him to die. He was, I mean, yeah, Fury was the one who had him brought back. Yeah, but someone. But they said throughout the episode that uh, someone above Fury. Well, they alluded, like um, Hill alluded to Alexander Pierce. But, but I but think. But why in would this he case, do? I don't think he. I don't think he. I don't think it is him. Man. It's, 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 he doesn't. I think it's all Fury. But if yeah. it was, if Pierce had something to do with it, this kind of technology, this kind of um, experiment, would also help Hydra agents. Yeah. He might want that to save his baddies, you know, to save, you know, the Winter Soldier or, or any of the other guys who are on, who are Hydra. So I think it would benefit Hydra to have this project. But I think Fury was the one who made the call on Coulson. 
I don't yeah. think anybody else had a, I'm pretty sure Maria Hill probably tried to stop him um, because she knew. And as for where it falls in the timeline, I think this was probably going on, like Dan said, or, you know, probably started around the time they unfroze Captain America. It was just something that wasn't talked about and we didn't see. But, but these kind of projects take years. Go ahead. Is that the project was set up to revive okay. a fallen Avenger. Mm-hmm. Okay, so think about it. Fallen Avenger. So that means they viewed Coulson as an Avenger? I no, I, that, that, I have I have always thought I have always considered him an Avenger. Yeah, and same here. But that okay, you're miss you're completely missing the point. Remember, this happened before the you know even before he died. And I as we know, like to fury right. that. Let me finish. He's not even considered as an Avenger member. You know, for Fury, he, like for us, he is. But for Fury, it, he's not. So I think that because. Of everything that happened, or he knew that the only way I can bring the Avengers together is fake Coulson's dead, death, and then make him go through death, even though he knew about them. But my point is, after that happened, because that all went down, I could see what Fury say, let's revive him as somebody going, but you only said you'd use this out of the Avenger. Right. Fury going, well, he's just as heroic as they are. Yeah, it was supposed to be. Go ahead. Right. Guy said, I, I was just trying to allude this to maybe it being a reason why Coulson could be in Avengers too. Yeah. Because he is viewed as an Avenger. Right. I can see just, that. Just throwing that out there. I can see that. Good. And I think that, I mean, since we've known about, you know, since Fury has had the Avengers initiative in his back pocket for a long time, who knows how long this experiment was going. Right. And that could and be one of the main are arts not, of season two. These things, these kind of experiments and this kind of testing does not happen over just a year. This is like years of tests. And I think that Coulson was in, you know, was kind of one of those agents who was overseeing it and his conscience got the better of him. Because, I mean, basically they're experimenting on humans who are not superheroes to try to see if they could do this. And I think his conscience said, I can't be a part of this anymore. And I think part of why I think he was so just kind of devastated when he was watching himself say these things was, Oh my God, I put people through this. I was a part of this. Okay. One of those test subjects could come after him in a future episode. Ooh, I like that. I don't like somebody coming after Coulson, but I like that idea. Yeah, I don't know. It's possible. Who knows? Maybe we're going to get another villain out of it. Because what happened to those people? Exactly. Well, they said most, you know, they went psychotic and catatonic and uh, all those side effects. And Wait a minute. Okay. Everyone who hasn't seen Winter Soldier yet, although I don't know why you have it, cover your ears for the next 10 seconds. The post-winter scene shows Scarlet Witch being crazy. What if they? What if Alexander Pierce put her through the Tahiti project? Whoa. Mm, okay. Okay. It's 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 far fetched. Okay. Never mind. But um. But I oh, do like that they gave him an they gave an out for Coulson turning wacko by saying that if the memories were wiped, yeah, the the results were better, not perfect. It still would happen occasionally that uh, they would have all these side effects, but it, it, it explained why Coulson hasn't. But yeah. Sky, however, didn't have her memory wiped. She had, and she only had the serum. And is it a combination of the brain surgery and the serum or, and some other tech, or is it just the right. serum? So there's a lot of questions that need to be there's a, there's a big answered. mythology going on here, and I think that could be the the, the second arc of um, of this whole thing in season two. Yeah, well, we may get some answers in the next two episodes as well. Yeah, but I'm not. I don't think it's going to be completed by the end of the season. Oh no, no. This no. Is, they this wouldn't is, do that. Yeah, this is too big now. But overall, this is going to be a major storyline. Overall, this was a great episode and you know it's been they, they've been oh, yeah. rock solid up for the past four weeks and so on and it's yes. um, oh yeah i think they've been rock solid pretty much since 
Lady Sif, and maybe even uh, when Coulson was kidnapped and learned the truth about Tahiti. I think that's when it started going, okay, we've established these characters, we've established this world, let's kick it into high, let's kick it into high gear and just keep going. Let's follow this momentum. Because I always said the mid-season reboot does wonders for shows. Oh, yeah. And but it wasn't really a reboot. It was an, it was kind of a reboot because they they finally decided. You know what? We want to go serialized, not procedural. The procedural yeah. thing was the worst idea for this show to begin with. Because and also look at the time slot. It's going up against another procedural show. And yeah, even we have that, to differentiate it. So yeah, but we're gonna read a couple of tweets now, but, and as well as an email, but uh, from our great podcasting listening listening audience. From uh, from uh, first up, Doug at D Pearl Thirty Two, best episode yet. Colson is a badass. Feel a little sorry for Lola though. Oh, we we didn't even talk about that sequence. Oh yeah, we gotta talk about that. That sequence was so effing awesome. But yes, they shot Lola. I haven't even gotten a chance to touch her, and they shot her. Well, you're not supposed to touch her. I'm going to touch that car. Oh, you, okay, you go ahead, and Colson's gonna be furious with you. But Andy, you well, said you wanted to see some action out of the car. Because I think they totally, they totally summed that up for you. No, they did. Lot, they did we not. We saw a lot more of Colt. We saw a lot more of what Lola can do. Yeah. The, the guns was just like, oh. <laughs> guns. When those popped open. I was like, ooh, I like it. <laughs> but uh, but the thing, there was only one thing that bothered me when they were landing. Uh, when the last shot you see before they really. Land on the on the ground, then. Yeah. Mm. Man, that, man, that blue screen down. Yeah. That was kind. Of, I'm like. Yeah. That going past the building, going past the Ritz. No, no, no. That yeah. was perfect. It was like when they were just about to land, like they were. Oh, uh, that yeah. Between the parking spot. Um, yeah, they could have, but you never know what their budget was on that. They probably did the best they could. Um, God, I thought that was pretty good for what they have for TV. Yeah, well, but if, the thing that is so sick is that the the the, the previous ten seconds was movie wa- quality. Oh but yeah, they, but they couldn't well, fix that one blue screen or green screen. Well, I don't know, pink screen. I don't there's know. Even, there's a moment in that movie about the short people trying to go to the mountain where they meet this long blonde the Lord hair of Rings? person. Now the the newer one, Hobbit. Yeah. I'm trying not to say it. <laughs> you don't like you Hobbit. Go? You can talk about Hobbit. What's wrong? What's okay, wrong? I can talk What's about the Hobbit? Hobbit. Oh my god, I love the Hobbit. Um, okay. No, there's a moment in <laughs> Desolation of Smaug where Legolas is kind of uh, where the the hobbits are, the dwarves are in the barrels, and Legolas is like jumping on their heads to get across the river. There was a moment even in that where it was like, yeah. there needs to be better CGI here. <laughs> so I think I mean, that I think, the issue is yeah. the transition between the CGI back to the actors. Right. In that transition, I think there was a hang up yeah. there on this episode. But, I mean, if the, if the Hobbit can have those problems and it's got wet up, wet a workshop behind it, then Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. could have those problems too. But I did love when the guy didn't even look and just said 20 bucks and Coles would reach for his wallet. Yeah. That I was like in shock over Lola getting shot. I mean, I, I love that yeah. car. And then that happened, and I had to laugh. So it was—I mean, it was funny in a way, but I can't believe they shot her. I'm sure they're gonna fix her. He has owies. You should have—you should have seen the anguish I went through when they totaled the supernatural car. A which time? Call the first time. Uh, <laughs> the second so time. Daddy yeah. Paula has been through a lot. The only one—I only watched the first two scenes, but the only time I remember that car being red was when Dean started like smashing it after his dad died. That's the first yeah. time. Oh, that's the yeah. first time. See, that's the first time. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> next week at Gr Avenue, uh, it was hardcore, totally, totally unbelievable, and I'm a little bit—I'm a little miffed about Lola <laughs> takes a <her> bread. <laughs> yeah, just like that. Add Molly, add Molly, Rebecca, pretty one, amazing. I loved it, and I can only say two things: wow, and oh my god. <laughs> and then we have a question from you know we had a question about, that we already talked about on the uh, in the episode discuss, discussion, but uh, at Alpha underscore Dog to twenty oh one as who or what is a man thing, uh, and is it a giant science? Is it is a giant size man thing? 
I think that is what the, I think that's what they're referring to. Um, he, I wouldn't say he was giant sized, but he's large. He, yeah, he's like a walking swamp. Oh, he was wondering if this was happening yeah. in the in the if this was um what this character is gonna look like in the Marvel's Man universe. If it's um, but we don't know it, yet. No, I don't. We don't even know what. The deal is with him. So, at Dioscript says, hope there are talks go- going on to bring Kobe Smolders and BJ Britt to become series regulars on uh, Agents of Shield for season two. In my own, op- in my, in my opinion, this was probably the best episode yet of Agents of Shield. Cutting edge tension suspe- suspense. The acting was superb. Season two of Sh- Agents of Shield will be the bridge between Captain America and the Soldier and Age of Ult- and Avengers: Age of Ultron. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, yeah, that's um. I that's, agree. Um, yeah. Indigo- great observation. At Indigo underscore. Yeah, I would say yes to BJ Britt, being a regular. I don't know about Colby Spellers yet. I we think want she's... to. We want to, but the thing is, does she want to? Right, right. and I think that um, she's pretty firmly set. It seems in Stark right now, and I think she feels she could do the she could do better, and she could do more from that position than she could do on a, uh, you know. On an underground shield team, right. But the thing is, she's not going to have a movie to do after Age of Ultron until at least twenty seventeen or something like that. Well, we don't you know. Maybe she will pop in here and there. Maybe you know, this could give the uh, Coulson's team some start. You know, issue. You know, access to start tech too. Yeah. Yeah. So hopefully, well, I don't think she's going to become a series regular because she just left. Uh, how much a mother, but not really, uh, for after nine years. And um, I don't know if she wants to become a series regular re- right away. Uh, although, is, yeah, recurring yeah. is fine. Although money talks. And, uh, and also, maybe it could be better for her to be on TV division for Marvel because they really... I, I'm really curious to see what their plans are for her because she's done Avengers, Captain America Winter Soldier, and she's doing Age of Ultron right now. So that means that she has at least... Either five, uh, four movies left, depending on if she has se- a seven picture, six, seven picture deal, or nine, or she has seven movies. Uh, she has six movies left if if it's a nine picture deal. I don't know how many movies she's signed on for, but I think she has signed on for a lot of them. Well, you know, yeah. she they're making her Maria Hill more and more a bigger and bigger role each time. I mean, from Avengers to Captain America, her role increased, um, and then I'm sure it's going to be even bigger because they're. There's like no Nick Fury in Age of Ultron, except he says like basically a walk-on. Um, which is so weird to hear that you know Samuel he, Jackson which, has a walk-on role in Avengers. That's Age basically of what he had in Iron Man, the first Iron Man. Yeah, film. but that was that, that's a different. He, when he says a walk-on, it just sounds like it's something briefly, and it's. Well, he says he's he's barely in it. He's it. What it, it's what what I think his quote was: "It amounts to about a walk-on." But you never know with Samuel L. Jackson. You never know with Joss Whedon. Joss could yeah. make it bigger. But we also, I think, because he's going to be on the season finale of Agents. Even though Marvel was stupid enough not to include his name in the description. Even though well, he already s- said that yeah. he was going to be in that. Uh, he's, he's the worst secret keeper. He's worse than Carrie Fisher. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Keeping a secret. <laughs> At Indigo underscore 15, love the team's reaction regarding Ward. Great performance and can't wait to see more Ward's backstory next week. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. My buddy Hank from tvfanatic.com as well as the new website, the TV Den. Um, wait, let me. Uh, the TV Den.com. Make sure to check out those websites. Uh, tweeted to us at Hank09. Um, everything from Colson slash Sky's escape from the buzz using Lola was brilliant. Probably my favorite sequence so yeah. far. Mm-hmm. Em- at Emerald Richard, uh, at Emerald Emerald Urcher, missing an A there. This was the most skytastic episode yet. Really hope Joswin and crew give Chloe Bennett ro- um, role in uh, Chloe Bennett a role in Avengers: Age of Ultron. No, not gonna happen. You don't know that uh, it could be. A They've already said that. T- they already said that the Agents of Shield are not gonna be a part of Age of Ultron unless oh, uh, they're lying. Oh, oh well, to Nikki, welcome to Hollywood, <laughs> where everyone, every producer, <laughs> director, and an actor lies all the time. Hey, I used to work in Hollywood. I know what this. I know how this goes. Have you worked with <laughs> Disney and Marvel? No, I was an extra on a bunch of the, movies. But then they, there you go. They, they Marvel lie. Marvel didn't exist as a movie studio at the time. They always lie. Look, here's oh, the thing. I, I would I would not be surprised if they just like 
see or did see for each other through a monitor or something like that. But I do think Clark Gregg is in the movie. I'm. I hope you are right. He better be. I did love going back to Lola. I did love how uh, Coulson snuck onto the plane, onto the bus. And they use yes. the and then he, and he gets up there and he gets Sky and then he's like, "Well, did you? What about Deathlock?" He's like, "What Deathlock's here?" Oh crap! That was a part of the plan. Okay. <laughs> like I didn't think. <laughs> it was like, "Oh, we gotta go now." <laughs> uh, we need to move on. So, add Lauren underscore Galloway. Loved it quite twice. Watching it for the second time now. She was she had just finished watching it, I guess, and. Um, so, poor Lauren, we all of us, we we all a lot of us cried. So don't uh, you know you're you're yes. not alone in this. As Town says, I will just say, Angel Shield has always worked best when one of the team uh, team members is in real danger. Brings the best out of the cast. Mm-hmm. I uh, agree. And lastly, they can't rely on that as a device. Right. At lastly, at CP International, uh, last but not least, at CP International, the action keeps ramping up. Almost afraid that finale might be a letdown. Tahiti, wow, love the fight scenes. I I don't think you need to worry about the the size of the season. I, I, I don't think you need to worry about being let down for the season finale. I, I I'm hearing pretty good things, and um, yeah, uh, and I may have heard something very interesting that I can't talk about. Sorry. Not even Dan and Nikki are going to find out. I, I need to keep. I need to shut up about it. So, yes, please. Is this about Iron Man being in the season finale? <gasps> exactly. <laughs> no, but I. I just. It's. It's not. I don't know if it's confirmed, but it's just something that I've. Yeah. Okay, so th- those were all our tweets. Thank you guys so much. We have also one email from our, my great friend Steph uh, at Canadian Scarlet. Here's what she had to say about this episode. I love this episode episode i thought it was great um, every single cast member was so badass i i like how even though may got yelled at by colson in this episode she still doesn't give up and tries to find a way to help him and um, yeah i i think we kind of forgot to mention about may but yes step pretty much sums it up you know she dug him up yeah i know and did you the funny thing is not the only thing that says on his gravestone is philip colson really no no, no jay no quote, no no dates, or no 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 Pulp Fiction reference. <laughs> I nope. still cried. No I still reference cried to because I, don't, I still cried because <laughs> I seeing a gravestone with his name on it just brought it back for me. There should have been a reference to the new Avengers of Old Christine. <laughs> it still amazes me, and that even in the worst situations, Coulson can concentrate on the mission and not freak out. I love seeing the different set of fits. He went, all, he went all Hulk for a minute or two. I was happy to see Maria Hill, but I didn't understand how sending special forces to the secret base and having them interrogated would help them at all. Okay. Any comments on that, guys? I, I'm actually wondering the same thing. Well, she she did let them escape. Yeah, but she's the. They did. They needed special forces help. They didn't have yeah. a plane. Then they had a plane. You know, with because of her help and Talbot. I mean, they needed help and that's what they came in and gave them but she did it wasn't the kind of help of you know getting away she helped them because she legitimately legitimately thought that oh these colton is out of his mind or something not it was until he's mentioned about sky and ward and deathplot that she was like screw this i'm kicking everyone's ass it only causes more trouble more mess and waste of time Sky and very devious in a good way in this episode. Yeah. It, Sky was very devious in a good way in this episode. She dragged Ward to random dinner in L.A. where she brilliantly tipped off the cops that Ward was a fugitive. Then Deathlock drags them both to the bus, and Ward has a very emotional and serious talk with Sky. It shows how, it shows how messed up Ward actually is because Sky starts to hit him. And speaking of that, wow, she just she just wouldn't stop. Yeah. Yeah. She's getting a lot of her frustration and anger out. So he just and we, and she didn't have and he took her gun, yeah. so she didn't have anything to shoot him with. He just stands there exactly. and takes a couple of hits, which is horrible. I think I think because he's an abusive victim, he feels like yeah. he deserves to hit, which psychologically speaking is normal behavior and torment for an abused victim. I mean, he has the physical capacity to stop her after that first hit. I was terrified Ward was gonna die. The writers cannot give me a heart attack. Ca- cannot give me heart attacks every episode. It's just so unfair. The fact that Coulson c- came to came to save her oh. and used used Lola, best scene ever. 
And that's uh, that's uh, that was uh, e- the email from Steph. Steph, thank you so much. Great thoughts there. And um, that was actually a really good point about Ward and being an abuse victim and just taking it from Sky. Like when he was, she was beating him up. He just kind of stood there and took it because he's like, such. That's become part of who he is. Plus, he would never hurt Sky. Well, anyway, guys, thank you so much for your emails and thoughts. If you want to have your thoughts read on Helicator Shield podcast, tweet us at Shield Assemble every week after the episode is aired, or email us at acrosstheairwithgmail.com and specify it's for Helicator so we know, you know, where you know which podcast we're supposed to read it at. So, so unless uh, so the guys from um, Across the Airways sees an email for Shield, they know that okay, it's for Andy and Dan and so on. Great. But uh, we're going to head into the closing now because we need to get to the spoiler section. So you know you can find the podcast at Shield Assemble on Twitter, me, my personal account, if you really want to read boring tweets, at Samir93. Facebook, um, across, uh, you can find Across the Airways on Facebook, at Across Airways on the Twitter, Google+, um, Stitcher Radio, iTunes, make sure to subscribe, rate, and review us. And find, uh, find check out our, our podcast on Across the Airways, uh, at com. Don't forget to check out shieldside.net, the website run by my good friend Craig Byrne, who has all images who has all the images up for episode 21 and 22 Age of Shield, as well as descriptions for those two final episodes of the se- of season one. And we're part of the Mixed Radio Network. We yep. go live every Monday night, 10 p.m. Miami time. And um, yeah, th- Jack, th- thank you so much for letting us be part of your network. And uh, Nikki, where can people find you? I'm at iHeartColson on Twitter and on uh, Tumblr at PunkRockZebra. Fantastic. But, uh, yeah, two episodes left. Yep. <sighs> I didn't, I, be sad. Can we handle it? I yeah. will go into a deep, deep depression after the show is over. Well, anyway. Next Monday is a future past. To look oh, forward. that's true. And Spidey. Yeah. But anyway, guardians. But anyway, guys, until next week, I'm Andy Bax. I'm Dan Schmidt. I'm Nikki Amy. And we'll see you next time on the Helicarrier. are born evil next tuesday something happened let me teach you how to be a man that turned this future agent i'm not that scared kid anymore into a deadly threat don't do it i know that you care about us Woods. only one episode remains i'm gonna finish what i started until the astonishing season finale and i want my plane back new marvel's agents of shield next tuesday at 8 7 central and see full episodes anytime on watch abc and what you just heard was the audio for the trailer for episode 21 of Age of S.H.I.E.L.D. called Ragtag. And here's the official description. In the last episode before the epic season finale, Ward's betrayal and Hydra's shocking secrets are revealed as Coulson's teams go undercover on a mission that leaves no one unscattered. Okay. And we have some familiar faces back in this episode. We have Agent Garrett, we have Agent Andrew Triplett, Reyna, Ian Quinn, and Mike. And funny enough, he's only credited as Mike. In this description, not that But the funny thing is, and this is a spoiler for, for season for the season finale. In the official description for Shield, he's credited as Mike Peterson slash Deathlock. Mm, so maybe it was just a typo. I yeah, don't think, no, it, I don't think it was, no, I don't no. This 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 is too big of a typo. I think there's there's something going on here. But anyway, mm. uh, we've seen this episode that. Colson and May have to go undercover together, and it's going to be good to see. Maybe this is going to start healing, heal their relationship a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I hope so. The pictures look just so fun. Like, well, we need look, some then... development on their um, friendship or relationship after right. everything went down. Yeah, we need to see them back, back in the groove. Because it seems like we're going to get maybe Ward's origin story. Yeah, we yeah. see. 
a teenage version of Ward. Uh, then we see Brett Dalton a little bit younger. And we see that Fitz is definitely struggling with this whole thing. He's continuing to point out that, come on, this is now you. Come on, bro. Like, no, not bro, but although I, do, I would love to hear him say bro. But <laughs> it looks like it's going to be very action-packed. And um, it's going to be fun to see May and Colson team up. I think it's going to, like I said, re- repair the relationship a little bit. And mm-hmm. um, it looks like Ward is probably going to do something big based on this trailer. I think he's going to make a huge sacrifice, or he's going to do something that we won't forgive him for. Carl, so yeah. I have a feeling this episode's going to end on a big cliffhanger to set up the oh, finale. Oh, yeah. That would make yeah. sense. And I think the finale will probably have a big cliffhanger, too. And blow our minds. Yes. Yeah. But uh, and the images hasn't been that... Um, hasn't really shown us that much. That it was mostly featured on uh, Ming-Na Wen and Clark Gregg and so on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there wasn't... But the previews, you know, they show... Garrett going to the jail to talk to a young ward, and which I thought was but, really interesting. I'm gonna like that. The less we see of stuff for an episode, I always take as the better it's gonna be. Exactly. So this is exciting that there's a lot of stuff coming to wraps yeah. at this point in time. Yeah, because who wants to see it all in the trailer? Right. Too many movies are just the trailer. It's like, well, I don't have to go see that one now. But Agents keeps you coming back for yep. more. Definitely. <laughs> we all are. Yeah. So apparently was my dog. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I guess that's going to wrap it up. What's going to happen? Who's going to die? What will we see? As long as it's not Coulson again, I'm happy. Well, you know, I there's can't, always I can't, go, I can't go through that again. <laughs> okay. Well, anyway, guys. See you next week.